Ain't recording. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what is that, a Uzi? Like, what, you, what, what gun you supposed to be? Niggas saying they outside. That's nice. Niggas saying they outside. Send the Addy, we gon' shoot. Yeah, that's white. I'm a Ari. Poppin' that shit, but they don't want to smoke. She like it rough when we fuck, so I'm grabbing that bitch. Niggas saying they outside. Get the baldy, bro. Join the club. Nigga, it wasn't even a. Yo. You went too early, bro. You went to the club too early, Who, bro. Me? Yeah, you you got there way too early. <laughs> club just opened up at 10. This nigga there at 9.59. No, no, but I'm inside. Joined, I'm doubling back. He joined the club too early. Like They said doors open up at 10. Rube was there at 9.55. <laughs> Yo, something need to be said about this Brooklyn music, bro. We're going to talk about this. Viral movie. We got to talk about this Brooklyn This whole Hey, hey, hey. They get they getting it hot for when Bobby come home. Bobby right. and Rowdy. You can't fit in this sweater. I know Fabio is. Nah, they different, but I know Fabio is GS. We trying to get the energy right yeah. for the fans, man. I ain't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Fuck I hear it, bro, you. but hear this, 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 that, this the energy you need, though, right? DJ Goldie. I'm here to 12. Niggas know how, what my, what my energy is when this come on in the club. This, this change Clear the fuck out. When this come on, this change everything. Niggas know how I get. I throw the hoodie on when this shit come on. Just watch out. All right, that's it, bro. That's it. It was it was getting too rough in here. I when feel the, smooth dressed like on? a blood right now. He got too much. He got on all red. Know what I mean, like you got your gun on you, bro. Like I don't like when that came on. Your, your environment. Yeah, changed, I got my bro. license. I got my license with fire nah. on me. <laughs> I got my license fire on me. How y'all doing out there? This is the I don't know who needs to hear this podcast. I mean, man, man, Goldie Rube, Goldie Facts. Yo, bro, why you talking to your arm, cuz? Yo, bro, I was they smoking in here. I'm gonna catch contact, like. They smoking in here? You right. My bad. They uh they Six smoking nine. cigars. Damn, this nigga is fair, baby. For that real, hook, bro. That hookah oh, smoke man. different. Can we do the intro, bro? All right, bro. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's your boy Smooth, and it's the I don't know needs to hear this podcast, the hottest podcast in the tri-state area. I'm Mario getting bigger Chalmers. every week. Hating ass. Head ass. ass. Can you make this bigger? If I'm Mario Chalmers, nigga, you Nick Cole. Norris Cole. <laughs> Chill, I, 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 threw, I threw a couple oops that season. That Fuck was a championship here. season. Fuck out of here. Hating ass nigga. We got my brother Earn back with us, man. We got Earn back. Yo, I felt that was Earn? necessary to bring Earn back considering what we talking about today. Word, word, we got, word. We got back some, to Brody. Uh, we got some, a lot on the docket, bro. What's good with you? How was your weekend, bro? You want to drop the information, though, about as far as like this being our one year? You just going to slide past oh, that? Oh, shit, bro. See? Yeah, you, yo, you want me to sing to you, bro? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Do Just don't look me in my eyes. What? Hey. <laughs> Today is. You got the Alice? It's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. I ain't never heard Stick Oh Smooth sing before. That's the first time he busted a, a vocal on it. Hey, for all this, you ain't got no. You can't hit no melody on You crazy. What's up, man? Bro, did you not listen to the album, bro? You bugging the fuck out. Listen to it. I, I, I'm that's crazy. I think that's like auto tune or something. That's crazy. No, that's just, just not. Did, wasn't it. <laughs> that's crazy. 
You ain't, yeah, I mean, all right, bro. Uh, for the <laughs> listeners, though, this is our one year anniversary, man. We made it, yo. 365, a whole calendar. The podcast is officially one years old. I remember this started with, um, I remember, uh, shit, it was us three, actually. We was in Don's. We was in Don's and we was talking about, like, is Don's still really, open? It, it better be. Uh, yeah, we was in Don's. <laughs> we was in Don's, he's eating. We had the good old plates, and um, Smooth was like, yeah, I think we could do a podcast. And, you know, uh, we started at a year ago. If you listen to that first episode, that audio was crazy. Crazy, but, bro. You know, the progress that we made since then, being able to open up. That's me, bro. Being able to open up and talk about certain things. This is very therapeutic. So I want to say thank you to all the listeners, all of our guests. Starting with Trey, Earn, all of the ground yeah. boys for the advocation episode. Rakia when she was here. I, yeah, I got to talk about Rakia too later, but Rakia when she was here. Rock came up. Uh, all of the DFG boys came up for that episode. My uh, sister V. V came up. Uh, we had yeah. no for one episode. <laughs> no, we had Amber up here. She's still at church. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had Amber. So uh, thank you, bro. Uh, get your shit off smooth. Uh, yeah, just want to thank the stuff our fans and supporters. Um, uh, my mom, um, who gives me feedback every week. My sister, all of, all my my cousin Kwanzi, all my like all my friends and family that that keep it close knit. Uh, just with the feedback, Earn who always habitually posting the episodes and stuff like that. Just like the support of the GBs. Uh, just thank y'all. Continue to subscribe, like, share the page. Getting bigger and better, man. One year in. I want to say thank you to my lady too for allowing me to air out air her ass out every uh Sunday and uh I used to get in trouble a lot but I was the only one getting in trouble yo like honestly can I can were you getting in trouble smooth I got in trouble like my mom, my mom didn't like a, a lot of stuff that I used to say about her about her yeah, yeah. It, it was just one episode the one where I said I got my ass whooped she ain't oh really yeah like yeah that. they try to yeah she why tried. you make it seem like I beat you like that. <laughs> right, like I mean, I ain't lying, but yeah. Why you trying to cop that pound now that I, now, <laughs> now that I get now to say something? Shit, out. like I got, I get to say something. Oh, but as right, far cool. as like females go, I don't, nah, nah. All right, respect, respect. Nah, I, um, I've had my person, but you know what's crazy? I've had issues with um, with friends like like that, like outside of my girlfriend. Like I've had issues with friends, like yo, yeah, like that, cra- like the fan that hit you up on the side, like yeah, yeah, like personal friend, like yo, I don't like how y'all bashing men. I mean, bashing women, y'all. Two men on the podcast talking about feet. Yeah, I had those type of problems before. Like, because women, like, you know, I have a lot of female friends, and so they kind of just felt some type of way. Then some of the bros, like, yo, I don't like how you painted me in that one episode. Word, like, that's why, like, Earn. Yeah, like Earn. Now, now niggas want to plead their case. Like, Word, we stomped the shit out of that nigga <laughs> before he got on the pod. You definitely took that three with a five, bro. <laughs> Probation. Um, but, I had uh, the Meek Mill deal. <laughs> so anyway, man, where you want to start, bro? I got a lot of shit that uh happened oh. in this. Uh, you want to start with the sports shit? Like, where you want to go from here? I got a question for Earn. I hope he can answer it. I'll find the answer while he's talking, though. Uh, in relation in relation to like the schools and you know the Jersey City Board of Ed. Uh huh. But uh, so actually, no. Let's start with this Brooklyn hip hop shit, bro. Like, why we just we just got that shit off, man? I want to uh. pay homage to Rowdy and Bobby, bro. Yeah, man. Because. Man. Yeah, I mean, much. yeah, I, I mean, I like the the uh, the music wave that's coming out of uh, Brooklyn right now. Like, I fuck with Chef G, Sleepy Hollow, uh, Fabio, Pop Smoke, all the young niggas out there that's just, I mean, making music. I just told niggas about the uh, the little Caucasian kid, Max the Demon, and shit like that. So I fuck, I mean, I'm fucking with the music. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely creating a 
an open door for Bobby and Rowdy when they come home in December. You definitely dress like a woo right now. I feel like I'm meeting the woos right now. The way I mean, dress. but this old though. I'm just saying. I, I feel I, it could be old. I'm just saying. I see what type of time you want today. I'm comfortable. Demon oh. Town. You on Demon Town, bro? I'm always on Demon Town. Friday, 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 no Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. I'm on Demon Town. Oh, uh, okay. That's why you was in. Um, what's the uh. What's the what's that Miami event they had in Brooklyn that you was at? Rolling Loud? Yeah, you was at Rolling Loud. Yeah, you was showing out. You was off your shit? Yeah, they ain't let my nigga pop smoke up there, so I had to go for my man. Yeah, okay. Uh, they ain't let a couple of them Brooklyn niggas up there, but so nah. That's why. Yeah, bro. Uh, I want to... With Robbie and... With Robbie. Where Bobby and Rowdy started in 2012, like, where they took... What was that, 13? What was it, 14? <laughs> That was twelve. That was the summer. It was the summer of twelve. Oh uh, yeah, I had. I figured it was twelve. Yeah, where they started at. Um, Ern asked me a serious question, like, "Yo, um, what you think was a what you think rings off more now, hot nigga or computers? Computers. Computers. Y'all, y'all really think like right ring, now? I right, well define ringing off then. Like, what do you mean by Bruh, ring off? Every time you go to the club, you're gonna hear computers. Every time you go to the club, you're not gonna hear hot nigga. Yeah, hot nigga don't drop as much as as but computers do. Computers? In, the, in the scenes that I'm in, but that's what I'm saying about ringing off. Y'all mean like it, it shake the, the club, party, it yeah. shake the oh. club, or y'all mean because hot nigga is is commercial success. It's a pop record now, like because you know hip hop is pop, so hot nigga is a pop record. Like white people smoney dance, white people thought they were gangster because uh, hot nigga. Like, I mean, well, we're speaking computers, like I don't computers I don't, when computers came on, white people got off the dance floor. Like, nah, I don't want no part of this. First of all, I'm never in a setting with any white people. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, I don't really know. But I know when I'm out, like, when I'm at the bar codes or I'm at these little brunch places. There's white people in bar code. Not, not when I'm code. there. Not on Culture <laughs> Tuesdays, nigga. But, uh, but, yeah, like, when computers drop, everybody, you, you see the circles starting to build up. Everybody, you know what I mean, making a way and they ready, to, they ready to get busy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just... Computers just definitely rings up. Hot nigga might be the more commercialized song yeah, for that's people. That's what I said. It's a pop, but that's what I mean by ring off. Like for me, I think hot nigga is solidified Bobby. Like that was the that sent him to another level of to be able to even give you computers, bro. Cause I mean clearly it catapulted his career, but that's the it got the dance, like that's the that's the that's it right there. When he comes home, you think he gonna perform computers everywhere he go or he gonna perform hot niggas everywhere he go? I mean Oh. Depending on where you at, nigga, yeah, I I ring I ring computers off if I'm in it, if I'm somewhere where I'm in uh, when I'm close to home. I'm trenches. Of computers. You saw the energy Smooth just had when it came on. Smooth was on go. No, I'm Smooth on go every angry. time. Every time it drop, I'm on go. Like Smooth niggas, know, anybody like, who ever been on the spot with me knows when computers come on, I throw that hoodie on and, and it's it's go time. <laughs> just record them. Might as well just get, Yo, get, get, get listen, you, get your phone out because it's about to go I viral. I was looking at you just now when computers came on. You start thinking about the nigga that owed you money from like 2007. You get, the, you right? get that bop going. Uh, 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 but nah, I, I said earlier. This I think year, that I I'm Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I said earlier this year on one episode. I said, Yo, when you get Hennessy. And computers in the same environment with a bunch of people, somebody gets shot or a fight breaking out. Like, cause that's just that's a bad mix of. If you put Hennessy around a lot of people, man, I, that's why I don't, no, I don't, but when I don't it's, associate when with Hennessy. Comes on though, it's on go. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But what's all right? So, but I'm all right. So it's a couple of records like that though. It's not just, and that's a lot of those. A lot of those. Casanova definitely records. got one of those. Yeah, a lot of these Brooklyn artists. He shot like, me in the. When you hear that, when one of Casanova, what's that aggressive song that Casanova? Boom, boom, boom. 
Yeah, that one. Yeah, I I definitely can see somebody getting crazy in that shit. I think it's in his voice, that because even the So Brooklyn song, like you ain't never, I like that's that's the definition of demon time. Like you ain't never just felt like, <laughs> like demonic energy taking over. Like I got turned this off. He got bro, a like, booth and got possessed. Like, I don't like niggas jump. Oh 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 oh, relax. Shit, I was listening to Casanova album. Uh. Even his, even his female song sound yeah. a little like <laughs> aggressive. Gotta, Give me this. How you got a song with Chris Brown and you talking about I'm going to kill a nigga if he ever take my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But nah, um, I'm not I'm not really familiar with these Brooklyn artists, but um, we last week we talked about like the woos and everything like that. And I mean, that's not our place to speak about it on air. We just had a like side conversation about it. But I don't know, man. That, that Power Smoke record is fire, bro. Which one? The the shit we just played. Uh, you can see it outside. Yeah, is it, it got a catchy? Is it catchy? Is a catchy tone to it, bro? Ain't like, catchy. It's just repetitive. I'm tired. Of, uh, that's they. That's the Brooklyn thing, bro. Like but, I said, they just keep saying we outside. Send me the Addy. We lit. It's a movie. Yeah, they know. As they know. They, they know what's what's what words is gonna catch. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, we outside is like a, is like a catchy word. Like like big drip. Like it's just. And I and I and I like it cause like stay in your pocket, bro. I don't want to hit them, make nothing other than what they in. Like you know That's what I'm saying. Fact. So and, and I get mad at artists who try to step into another lane. It's like, bro, nah, 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 nah. Go back over there. Go back I over there. See don't. That from you, yeah, right like I, I want you to stay in your lane. Like and that's what they doing. They gonna keep milking until they can't milk it no more. Yeah. Until we get tired of the sound. I, I don't mind it. When Ernst sent it in the group chat and I said, I remember me and Mo was the only negative ones. He was like, yo, Brooklyn niggas keep. But I ain't never have a problem with the song. I said this song fire. I just said they keep making the same song. Like he done made he done made that song like five times between. Yeah, some of the songs yeah. do be like it terrible done, though. It, yeah, but it, I don't mind it. It's literally the same song. That's um, Welcome to the Party Part 5, bro. Like, <laughs> like. You still a thought, and you like they still saying it on the song. I'm a thought, give me lit. Like, bro, you said that like four songs ago, bro. Like, you ain't mature yet. Nope. <laughs> still all with my nigga. Like, nope. <laughs> nope. What's up with you, bro? Nope. But nah, um, I like it, bro. I like it. I like that song. I, I, I like where Brooklyn is going in terms of music. I hate that as a um. I, I just that. I I really like it when they're knocking the car, bro. Because yeah. if you get me going in the car and I, when I when I'm sliding through, <laughs> I'm just. But am I the up only down one Ocean and Jackson? Like, I, Am I the only one who get a sudden road rage? Like, do I get like, like, <laughs> hey, bro, like, come on, I, yeah, like I'm swerving <laughs> through lanes. Let me tell y'all a quick story, right? So, um, so I was well, I was with Didi one time, right? So I got, I got, I got some music knocking. I got some. I ain't gonna say what song it is, but I got, I got like Brooklyn. I got that Brooklyn drill music knocking, right? So I'm driving. I'm on Communal Pool. So I'm in the wrong too. This is the funny <laughs> part. I'm in the wrong. So I'm driving. Cut a nigga off. Nigga pull up on the side. I cut him off, and I just jumped straight into the lane. I merged over to the lane. He pulled up on the side of me. He gave me that look. So I don't know if it was whether it was the music. It was three things, though. It was the music. It was the fact that I had something on me that made me feel even more aggressive. <laughs> I'm not going to speak on what that something was. Or it was the fact that I was with my lady and my pride was hitting me. But when he looked at me in the, in the, in the, in the window... I kindly pulled up. I sped up, pulled up on the side of him. Like, yo, what's up? Like, you wilding over, you wilding over me merging? Like, what's going on? 
Yo, son jumped out the car and everything. I said, I'm uh Didi grabbed the steering wheel. Travis, what are you doing? Like you you wilding, like I'm pregnant. I'm like, yo, I don't care, it's the principal. I get out the car, right? <laughs> this dude is like five four. He a midget, like, like uh, that's a bad one. He's a short little person. Like he's Hispanic. Like he get out the car. Mind you, I'm six two, about three, three twenty. I get out the car, like, he jumped back in the car so fast, but I was just ready for anything. I get back in the car, and you know, your lady got to set you straight and curse you out. Like, you stupid motherfucker, why would you do that? You know what? You know what I mean? But the fact that she was still ride with me, like, you got to applaud that before anything else. That's funny, because I just had an interest like that. Like, <laughs> nigga, like I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, by, I'm I'm going past Maris and shit, right? So a car double parked. So you know how, like, I could see the distance, like, and there's a car way behind me. But he, like, speeding, so I'm getting over. So he like he gets so he's speeding so much that by the time I get over to the thing, he gotta like slam on his brake. I'm like, damn, bro, like what you stepped on the gas seeing that I'm getting over. Yeah. So he honking his horn at me. Mind you, I got the, the beats blasting. It so the beats, bro. so then so then they say no, he like he pull up on the side of me, like on 54th Street. So mind you, he rolled his window down, he got his kid, he got a kid in the back seat in his old head. So I'm like, he rolled his window down, he like, yo, what you doing? I said, bro, you got your kid. Gave him the two fingers, like, bro, don't play with me, bro. Like, don't. I know that nigga, the two fingers, like, energy, bro, stop bro. playing with me, bro. I was like, yo, bro, stop, stop playing with me, bro. Like, yo, you got your bro. whole kid you know, in your car, bro. And you got your music and in your car. Mind you, tents on, you going to roll your windows down. Bro, stop playing with me, bro. I'm ready to kill something tonight. What's up? What you think you want, bro? You know what I've been listening to? I'll be out, nigga. Like, I'm ready to, like. I had to stop listening to Albi completely, bro. Like I was, somebody was gonna die. I was gonna be in jail if I kept listening to Albi, bro. Like for real, I had to let it go. Like I can't support it no more, bro. Like it's too violent. I ain't never messed with music that was so violent. Like I, I he got you looking at, at everybody mother. crazy. Yeah, like, like, you can't trust nobody around Albi. I said, damn, I start looking at my mom's different. Like, <laughs> like what's up? Like, you moving you gotta, funny. You got to switch it up sometimes. Play some raw ways. So, I'm going I'm to try. But everybody always asks, why you always listen to R&B? That's why. It just keeps me in a good mood. I think music is therapeutic and it has a certain energy. So, that's all I'm going to say on that, bro. That's funny as hell. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought it was just me. I gave that nigga the two fingers. <laughs> you gave him the guns. <laughs> let him know. He, he sped off at like, that. Nah, and I pulled off on him. Like, man. Like, like <laughs> hey, bro. Like, you, like, you, like, he, like, 50, he, like, he, he, like, 50 some years old, bro. Like, what you speeding for, bro? Then you gonna pull up on the side of my car like you about to do something. Move out the way, old nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Anyway, bro. All right, so let's get into our first topic. Um. I mean, not. I mean, that was our first topic, the Brooklyn shit. But, um, smooth man. Gotta, gotta say, uh, how do how you pay your respects to your boy, man? My boy, who? Luke Keekly, man. It's your, um, it's your guy, so I'm gonna let you pay your respects. Um, I mean, phenomenal player, man. Like the years that after we drafted him, he's been like he's been leading the league and ta- he leads the league in tackles since he entered the league. So even uh, this year. Oh. Like like overall, like if you combine the years from the, the time that we drafted him, I think in two thousand thirteen, I think two thousand thirteen or something like that. He's he's led the league in tackles, like as far as like overall, like he's it was seasons where he led the league in tackles, like three time defensive player of the year, four time defensive player of the year. Um, hell, I don't think so, bro. That might be inaccurate. Nah, he won defensive player of the year. Like, I, I know you want to get. You, are you sure? Yeah, he won defensive player of the year. Nah, because I know JJ won three times. So when and, I mean, and then and remember then JJ JJ ain't been playing. 
And so you mean JJ won three times and ain't winning three years. And then um, I don't know. I think I thought it was Khalil Mack uh, wilding out. I mean, I want to pay homage to Luke too, but I don't want to lie. Right. <laughs> like, the Giants fan in me ain't going to lie. Let me get one, bro. Anyway, uh, so while Smooth is looking that up for the female listeners who don't know what the hell we're talking about, Luke Keekley is one of the best uh, linebackers in the in the past 2000s at least. Uh, linebackers are very short-lived football players. Before Luke, it was um, Pat Willis, and before Pat Willis, it was Ray uh, Lewis. It was no, he he only won it once. Okay, so NFL but that's still that's still good enough to solidify your career. You got it one time. 2013, um, and he was a rookie yeah, in 2012. He was a dog. 2012, yeah, and second he was a, year, second, second year in league. That's, yeah. that's GOAT number. Seven, yeah, seven times. Yeah, seven times. So, first team All-Pro. He retired early. Now, mind you, Luke Keekley retired at 29, and so did... um Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he was 29 too? Uh, Possibly. Now, the 28... I'll be 29 in March. The 28-year-old, 29-year-old and me, I'm sitting there looking at a lot of these young players like, damn, they my age, and they like retiring now like and i'm sitting here looking back like damn bro like it's such a short and i still feel young i'm 29 i still i mean i still feel young like i know i'm a big guy but i'm still athletic i can still jump you know what i mean i can still squat crazy i still have my strength so to think that they want to retire that early as early as my age and as still a, i mean but you gotta think about the line of sport that they play yeah. like what they doing as a like your job is your job and their job is a physical contact sport for how long is the NFL season? Uh, four years. Oh no, you mean how long is it? The, the uh, season. 16, Seventeen weeks. Six. Seventeen weeks. Seventeen weeks. And then games, you, you include you include the off. If you go into the off season, then you think about prior. So like their their body is physically on the line each and yeah. every time, and it's like a like they say a car, car collision crash. every day. You know what I'm saying? So these people playing football at a high level. You think about high school and college, and then you think about the NFL. That's a di- totally different type of speed. Yeah, that's a you fact. know what I'm saying. So. For them to walk away is just like it goes to show that you can love something, but do do you love yourself and your health more? You know what I'm saying? Like like Luke Keeley said, he absolutely loved the game, but he he had to make the decision. Same thing with Andrew Luck. He, yeah. I love the game of football, but I realized that there were things that I would have to be able to do after this game. That's a and fact. you see, like, you know, what I mean, a lot of players that that battle CTE and battle these head traumas and these long-lasting injuries who don't even get back on track. Like, you get a crazy injury, and you don't even get back on track, and now you got nothing. Yeah. So why not be able to get out? You know what I mean? Luke Keekley did it seven years. Andrew Luck, seven years. You know what I'm saying? Get in, get out, while you still can, while you got your health. I mean, not everybody is as fortunate as Tom Brady to be playing for all these years. You know what I'm saying? Not that position alone. And that position. Stretch, yeah. The way Tom you see, Brady You've seen plays, how Peyton Manning yeah. went out. Like, Peyton Manning yeah. had the neck injury towards the end of his career. Yeah, the and way Tom Brady out. plays, Drew Brees, a lot of these guys, they are built for longevity because of the way that they're protected, the way that they, their coaches and, you know, their, their, their owners admire their game. So they want to keep them as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And look, so, do you look at the quarterbacks yeah. like – like Cam Newton, who, yeah. ta- who takes a lot of physical hits because he's a physical running quarterback that puts his body on the line for the game that he loves. Yeah, which you know is my saying? biggest fear for guys like like uh for the next generation of black quarterbacks that are mobile. You know the Russes, the Pat Mahomes, the Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. Mahomes has already suffered a hammy, like a bad knee hammy. Uh, that Watson. He's, yeah, he still ended up coming back from Watson broke his leg two years ago. So. This and this is all. These are not like tackles in the pocket. This is all scrambling on the move. Mobile quarterbacks. RG three was pro, uh, projected to like a Heisman winner 
projected to be one of the greats, was projected to have a Lamar season and was ended his rookie year after a great rookie year. So um, it's just scary that that – you know that that game is the game has come that far. Not to mention, we're talking about bodily harm. Like we're not even talking about what the game does to the head, which we'll get into in a second. But I'll never forget. Um, I don't know if you remember this conversation, Smooth, but we had a conversation with Ra. Uh, if you go listen, this, we didn't have it on air, but that episode was episode 19 when Ra was talking about how Ra's a boxer now, Aziz, and he was talking about how um he for, he forgets a lot of things. He's very forgetful. And he was saying he only been boxing for three, four years, but he played football his whole life. And he don't think that it came from boxing because the memory that he was start, the things that he was starting to forget was already in play before he ever started training to box. And now he was saying, you know, he was saying like the effects of football mentally on him. It He still loves the game, but it's kind of scared him to think like that. Like, you never know. I don't know about y'all personally, but I've been injured. I've had. I've had one concussion and I've had one uh, dis elbow dislocation. Shit, I had about seven concussions, but I had a mild concussion. Right, that's what I had. I had a yeah, mild I had a mild concussion, and, and at a... the time, my aunt, who's a doctor, said she said even though the doctor diagnosed that, there's no such thing as a mild concussion. A concussion is a concussion. It's still dang like you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah. So yeah. honestly, I don't even think I like. See what happened with me is like. I didn't even get like diagnosed with a concussion. I came out the game myself. Like I got slammed on my head. Same thing. And, and same I just thing. was like, Yeah, I'm good. Like we up on Maris forty one to seven. I ain't going back in the fucking game. See, my problem was I kept going. Yeah. Like, I'll get a concussion. Only time the concussion that I stopped was during practice. Yeah. Probably caught like two in practice, but like probably had like four or five in games. And I caught like, a I caught a concussion keep, in I'm practice. Keep going. Just the, yeah. the the competitor in me is like, I wanna keep going, I'm gonna finish this game. I caught one in practice, and uh, I went, I sat down, came back in for a couple plays, and took a knee. Like, and I was on offense and took a knee. Like, as soon as I heard the whistle, and I just I just took a knee. Like, I don't know what came over me, what told me to do it. I really, I still remember that moment because I was in a three-point stance. I heard the whistle, and then I just took a knee. And so... I went to the doctor and they said, you know, you got a mild concussion. I had, I couldn't like, had to keep like low lights on in the house. I had migraines behind my eyes. It was like killing me. And so I only suffered that, and I, ne I never knew how. You know what I'm saying? And so thinking about that is very scary in a sense to where as though, like I said, it was never about Luke Keekley and you know, damn, I keep and Angela. Andrew Luck retiring at my. It's the it's the thought that I'm 29. I'm I I still feel young. And so they should want to feel the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the fact that they just spent the last eight years in the league and are still young and feel that way, that's scary to think like that because they still have another 30, 40 years. You know what I mean? I mean, but I mean, that necessarily is just like they just don't want to be in that line of work no more. Yeah, exactly. So that's just what it is. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, they, 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 they get they, beat up every day. Like. Yeah, like, why do I have to, like, I got enough money. Like, Luke Keekley went to Boston College. I think he did all four years. Stan Andrew Luck went to Stanford. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So I'm fact. pretty they sure both they both graduated. They yeah, both so graduated. I'm pretty sure they just looking at it like, yo, I don't have to do like I don't have to do this no more to yeah. to to you know what I mean be happy. Like I I live a life. I I could say that I I was an NFL quarterback. I was NFL linebacker. I made the Pro Bowl. I went to this. I played in the Super Bowl. I did this. So I I've done the things. Maybe I I haven't won the Super Bowl. But as far as a kid, the milestones that I set for myself is to make the NFL. I've done that. I've I've, I've had accolades in the NFL, so I can walk away 
and be, you know what I mean, feel like I left something on the table, but ultimately feel better about myself when I have my health at the end of the day. And the goal is to leave the game on your own terms. Right. On you not leave the game because your body's telling you to leave, not leave the game because you are physically injured and can't play. You know, you broke something to it as though it's, it's wise for you to not come back. Like, leave on your own terms. Exactly. Leave with the money that you wanted to leave with, the health you wanted to leave with. I don't know if y'all saw um, Beast Mode. At the end of the season, when they, yeah, uh, when he, yeah, when he after he lost, Beast Mode talked about. They kept asking him all these questions. He was like, "You know what? What I will say is, I want to say to these young players, they got a lot of pressure on them. So keep your health, keep your mental health, your physical health, and your money. Keep it now. Don't spend it. Don't spend it on the field. Don't spend it in training. Keep it for your pe- your sanity and protect it." And grow with it, you know what I'm saying. So that way, when you do walk away from the game, you can walk away physically fit, right. mentally fit, You don't want to be like fit. I played 15 years in the, in the in the NFL, but I'm I'm I gotta walk with a walker right now. All because you love the game, like that. Your love, yeah. the love for the game shouldn't exceed your love for your family, your love for yourself. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. Like prioritize your, in a game like that. You gotta prioritize yourself first, and I think all three of us as athletes who played the game from youth, we can attest to just. You know, having love for the game, but also looking at that shit like never again, bro. Like couldn't be me. Like we still play, we still play flag, and Earn still plays semi pro. But that's for fun. But I'm pretty sure, like, if you was like, yo, this might be it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the last couple, I played say like last season. Been thinking like, yo, this might be my last season. Like next year might be my last season. I know definitely by the time I'm 30, I'm done. Yeah, and it's your love for the game. That's what's driving you, honestly. For real, it's fun. I started coaching, and it's still like I feel I feel something missing. That's why I started playing semi-pro. Yeah, I I can't even tell you like how many times I'll be watching like games like college and and and, and NFL games, and I see it hit, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. Facts. Cause that yeah that 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 one did it right there. Yeah, I that, could never. And so that brings me to my next point where, um, you know, you got guys like Lou Keekley and. Uh, luck who leave the game on their own terms, and then you got guys like shit, uh, AB, who just look crazy in the water. And you can't, and, you know, and when you start talking about things like CTE, you can't help but look at him and the way he moves, the way he, the way he acts. He definitely got CTE. I don't know if y'all remember. I don't know, if, and this is a, such a man conversation. So the ladies, bear with us. But I don't know if y'all remember, right? But Vontez Burfick, one of the dirtiest players in the game, put a head-to-head hit on AB like five years ago, and that man ain't been the same since. I mean, After I, that I hit, I don't really know because I, I I didn't really know about AB to follow him like that. So I don't. I, yeah, I don't he was still a man four or five no, years no, ago. No, I'm, no, I'm oh. saying, but as far as like to know how he is like via social media, like how he's always being portrayed, so I can see how he's acting now. No, no, I don't right, think well, he was able. Like, so I don't know how he was. No, before you're the right. Hit. I don't know how he was either. I'm actually referring to that hit, right? That hit correlating with. He started wilding with the haircuts. All those haircuts came after that hit. Okay. With the yeah, step ladder and yeah, the I don't know what that was like. Mustache. Yeah, yeah with the blonde mustache. He became super gangster after that. Maybe, like, maybe like is CTE does that does that do anything with your personality? Maybe it has well, like yeah. you become bipolar. Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah, because I don't really know. I I know of the term CTE, but I never like understood. Well, I don't know the full yeah. like symptoms. Yeah, we not doctors, so you become you become you become depressed. You become bipolar. Yeah, and I think your memory loss. Well, 
I was listening. I mean, I didn't do my research. I was listening to Joe Budden podcast, and I'm mad because I thought of this topic before them, but because they come out early enough, they talked about it already. So I'm not trying to bring up their points, but I was think I was listening to what they read, and they pretty much read that it affects your. It doesn't affect. It affects your mind, but it affects your decision making ability more than anything. Okay. And so. You know, at one point, Maul was pretty much arguing that, well, the decisions that you made are, you know, you like, that's your decision. And Joe was pretty much arguing like, yeah, but if you have CTE and you're affected by it, that would, you know, anything that you do is a mind-altering reality. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so uh, I think that when you look at come, when you look at the, the AB situation and compare it to the documentary, the Aaron Hernandez doc, and... <laughs> You could start to see like a lot of similarities between the two, like the uh the idea that the role of CTE can play in your decision making, the, the how you react to things and things that you do. You know what I mean? Because the way I look at it, right? So and let's like so I'm just leaving AB behind. I, I I was just bringing him up to state that point and what football can do to your mind, and your head. But I'm watching the I'm watching the Aaron Hernandez doc. Y'all saw it, right? Yeah. I didn't finish it yet, but I saw enough of it to want to talk okay, about. Yes, so CTE is the brain degeneration, which is associated. Stop speaking with, to the mic, bro. I can't. I said, <clears throat> the brain di- chronic traumatic. I don't know how to say that fucking word, CTE. But uh, the brain degeneration is associated with memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, impulse control problems, aggression, depression, Parkinsonism. And progressive dementia. Yo, before I bring up before I bring up the Aaron Hernandez doc, yo, yo, y'all ain't never feel like that, or that's just me. Like, um, I don't think I have CTE, but y'all never felt none of that. Definitely have. That's the scary part of football, bro. Definitely like, have. I felt that before. Like, I was sitting there, I was sitting like when you just read all that depression and anxiety. I don't have memory loss, but like, I was sitting there wondering. Like, I was one day because we could joke about it now. I was like, "Yo, it's no way in hell I was really depressed over mm. a girl and wanted to kill myself." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was no way in hell like a girl really made me feel that way. Yes, probably, but something had to alter my mood in my mind. You know what I mean? To make me want to feel that way, other than just that. You know what I mean? Because I clearly can look back at it and laugh at it now, knowing that I can. I'll never allow myself to feel that way again. But I just I feel like. Certain things is just like, like humanly, because I, I don't, because I, I don't even think that only football niggas who play football like are the only ones who experience like these type of symptoms. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone hasn't been in a car crash. Everyone hasn't played football or something like that to to feel like these types of ways. I just feel like everything just like, it's so simple. So in a, in so a way, like you know what I'm saying? It's like like these symptoms are like so like humanistic to me that it's just like yo. A person who never played football can't be depressed, can't have memory loss. You know what I'm saying? No, I just feel like no, it's no. like the, the I symptoms. I don't think that it's about the act of playing football. I'm making it about that just to draw the points in, but I think it's more so any type of head trauma, bro. Like any type of, you got to remember that you we the head is the most the second most fragile part of the body. Like right. this is the part of the body we not supposed to be banging around in our helmets and car crashes and fights and you know what I mean all that takes an effect getting punched in the head beating the back of the head the frontal lobe in the back like there's a reason that uh some parts of the brain are more open than others and how we like the you never want to get hit in the back of the head it's so much more dangerous to get hit in the back rather than the front you know what I mean 
Uh-huh. You had, yeah, you got cases of cranial bleeding where people survive if it hits the front because you got the skull to cover it, but the back is open. It's just skin and flesh. And so you're right. It's not just football, but football, boxing, these gladiator sports make it so much more prone. They induce, they induce yeah. the levels of, of Yeah, like that. You have a higher risk of experiencing CTE, and when you look at guys who have experienced it, Junior Seau, the problem is we can't, we don't know until they're dead. Right. Yeah, they need to find a way, which is probably not possible right now, but they need to find a way to be able to diagnose people with CTE and brain injuries like that while they're alive. But we like, just haven't got to that point of technology. Be, like if they, whenever they do get to that point of technology, it need to be like a period in the NFL, like every three years, every four years, you get checked for CTE, and if you got it, it's like they gotta force your retirement, and they gotta. I mean, pay you whatever you should get paid for your retirement plan or whatever you've been doing. I'm going to tell you the two problems with that. They are still finessing the the, the concussion rule. Yeah. You can still finesse the concussion rule. Like, doctors are still letting – I mean, they broke, they cracked down on it a lot more now, but in crucial games, you know, you throw a doctor an extra 150000 yeah, just let them play. Like, you know what I mean? Just give them the shot. Well, they used to do that for the knee, like – a I don't really think they could give the that. shots now. I'm just, I'm just saying. I still think that's going on. Probably. Yeah, like I mean, you, you can, definitely get a cortisone shot. Yeah. Just like if you hurt or something. Because you gotta remember, you're an ad. You're you're only as good as your asset. Like you're an asset at the end of the day. We're expendable. We play for the NFL, who makes money off of us. When they no longer make money off of us, they have no use for us. But if they can, even if we're deteriorating, and they can still make money off of us, they still want us to play. No, just go out there. Can you can you can you go get that first down for me? Just go out there for the fans. Just go play. Like they just want to see you one more time. You know what I mean? You culminate that with your love for the game, and now you're kind of like they abusing us because they know we love the game. We love this power, and so they kind of put it in our hands to make it seem like it's for the fans. No, it's for you. you it's feel, for them. You feel pressured. Everybody go. Yeah. Don't leave your teammates out to dry. Yeah, you start to do stuff. Coaches do stuff like that. Oh, you soft. You let the team down. You let yourself down. That's all playing in your head when you go make these decisions based off of other people and not or based off of, you know, your legacy instead of just living for the moment, living for your health now. Like, nah, I gotta I gotta get out of here now. So that's scary. Definitely. Well anyway, man, what's your thoughts on the doc, bro? Cause I didn't finish it yet. So y'all um, have any different outlook that I might I have or I definitely do. Talk about it. My, anything like just the in, like we don't gotta just talk about the CTE thing. In my opinion, it's I don't think it's a hundred percent true. Like everything is in the that's in the doc. Some might be true, some might not. But I really don't think everything is true in that documentary. And in the way they made him seem, I don't don't like it because he's not here to defend himself. And like whoever made the doc is portion of that. Uh, Money that y'all getting, is that going towards his daughter? Is that going towards his family? Because if not, that's wrong. You just I made money it. off a dead man name. But they've been doing that for years, and I of doubt course. it. And, that's, and I, always I think, they got, I think they got clearance in that because if she's in the dock, I'm pretty sure that they would have had to get run paid. about the family. Yeah, yeah you got to sign off on it get I paid. Know that. I just want to know. Like, uh, like, I want, in my opinion, not all because, of course, they had to do work, but at least 40 to 50% should go to his daughter. That's a fact. At I, least I'm, I'm, minimum. I think that it is because Netflix, I'm pretty sure the person that, that made that doc had to like, I mean, only thing that I've seen coming from the doc was just like, uh, is 
when I when I thought they were just gonna diagnose like his mind and stuff, and they start talking about his homosexuality. And yeah, shit like that's that. what that bugged shit, me that out shit too, start, bro. That shit start sending me left, and I'm just like, why is it? Why are we hearing from this guy? You know what I'm saying? Is this, like how is this playing in part with him lashing out the way he did? Like what what part of the story do we need to know about that? You know also, what I'm saying? That guy lied. The the yeah. first guy who came out, he said that they had a quarterback tight end relationship. That that's first of all, that is a crazy ass like yeah, that <laughs> quarterback in the tight end. That I've never been wild. either one, I mean, so I ain't never I can't crazy, relate. You know but at the end of the day, he wasn't his quarterback. His quarterback, it was his brother, I think his freshman year, I believe, or the year before that, something like that. Then it was a guy, it was another guy with another name. I forgot his name. I got the the screenshot. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like as far as everything, like. Watching the films of like the murder that he was convicted of with Odin Lloyd, it was. It looked like some real live like GTA shit. Like, just can there? somebody tell me what what like what happened? Because I still don't understand. Like, what really happened? Like, so so what did what did he do? He killed three people, no, two no, people. No, no, no. I'm gotta quit it. He he's gotta only, quit it. He's only convicted of killing one person. Odin Lloyd. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not far to die. Tri- tri- you learned that in the first episode. Yeah, he went on trial for a, a double murder in Boston, and but he, he was acquitted for that. <laughs> but the Odin Lloyd case was pretty much they didn't have they didn't have a lot. They didn't at first they didn't have a lot of evidence because they didn't have the murder weapon and stuff like that. But they had surveillance. Yeah, because and text they, messages. And yeah, stuff they like had that the that. surveillance of him carrying the weapon in, in his, his house, house, and they think they they try to look at the palm behind like his house yeah. to see if he may have threw it in the you know the ocean well, no, or whatever. His, his, uh, the lake. His wife carried out a box. Don't yeah, that's she, what I'm saying. They didn't have much evidence. Was, they just had surveillance opinion, cameras. She a real one. Yeah, which, which brings me back to my point about D. Like, when you gonna ride with your guy, you gotta mm-hmm. ride with your guy. And then, yeah. cause and Joe and I'm mad because these niggas really, I hate them, but I love them at the same time because they talked about it in their pod, bro, and they got a million views. Yeah, you gotta see. But when anyway, she testified, yeah. bro. Nah, um, so you see her like, and, and when she's in court. How she rides for him when she's around her family. How she rides for him that but when they in private. That's crazy. And she, she get on that phone. On yo, what are you doing? Like, and I need that energy. I got that. Like, what you that's, mean from that, a woman. that's a fact. That's just crazy. That's a fact. Though, like the fact that his sister had to choose between her sister and him, whose side of the fence she was on. Because no, like her sister had to choose between. That's what, no. I'm saying. Oh, yeah. His, yeah, his fiance had yeah. to choose between her her sister yeah. and him. So that's like a that's fact. that's a crazy battle. Like y'all on two different sides of the fence. Like that's just crazy loyalty and the fact that it just played out. But I'm gonna give awards to man to uh, his cousin Tanya Singleton yeah, yeah, or Singletary, yeah. whatever. But, but big I, facts. Uh, well, she, what she they passed went away, but she passed together, away. But God rest her soul. But she needs an award, bro, because she ain't saying not a that's word. A fact. She held man, it down. Held it down. Call was, hey, Jeep sitting <laughs> sitting her, her garage for a whole year. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. I ain't speaking on it. <laughs> I ain't seen it. She ain't held say in a contempt in court. Mind you, she battling breast cancer and everything. Like, went to and jail. she went, did the time and everything. I mean, two different sides of the scope. You know what I mean? People got two different perspectives. Be like, oh, nah, you shouldn't want that. But, you know what I mean? If you playing in that Man, type of I game, want that. you know that. how you rolling. You know that's what I'm saying? Fact. That's, that's a right, rider no right there. what I'm doing. Can we, can we be honest? Is it, is it just me in the sentiments of, all right, I get he was going through something, but. 
I'm not going to cast him as a demon. I know a lot of murderers. Like, not trying to be funny like that. Like, because we've been, we glorified a bunch of murderers in movies. So it's like when you see a it in demon? reality. Yeah, no, because that's the painted picture that they, you're a murderer. Like, you're a terrible person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, we don't know why he did what he did. Exactly. But, you know, you got guys like Mad Max and Shotters who, jotted down every murder he did and nigga was in his thousands you got guys like buns and scarface who killed many and we like he's a gangster but when we see real live gangsters outside of the movie like what you know, in real life y'all don't keep the same energy what do you expect when you glorified it for so long and that's sometimes that that was my point when trey was up here like we put this shit in movies and we love it in movies but then when it's reality oh y'all don't have the same energy y'all not it's not revered the same way. And I'm not saying glorify his actions, but don't shun him for it either. Because y'all didn't shun Scarface when I he mean, killed his best friend. Uh I feel like that's that that that's subjective to like if you if if you if you murder someone in a monstrous way. You know what I'm saying? I'm only considering a person a monster. if you killing a person out of like, you know, self defense or you know what I mean? Because you have technically you have no real reason to kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like unless your life is on life. If it's in my life or your life, then of course I'm gonna choose your life to go before mine. But it's just like like you said, Mad Max. But he was he's viewed as monstrous because every person he kills is writing their name with blood on. Him. He's just exactly. walking down the town. But he's also glorified too. He's a gangster. Wayne Perry, another one that was where he was with Alpo. Wayne Perry had a bunch of murders in uh DC. So yeah, I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's subjective to who you who you lose. I'm I'm not going to view Aaron Hernandez as a as a as a monster or something like that because I mean, though he killed up one person or he was on trial for another murder, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's how you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? If he was if he showed no remorse, which I, I mean. I, I wasn't looking at the doctor to see how remorseful he was he for really, murder. He really wasn't. He he was that's what I'm saying. That's what makes you look monstrous when you're not remorseful for for like. But at the same time, but if you're but if you're if you're not guilty of it, then I would see why you're not remorseful in a sense. But you still show signs of remorse because someone has lost their life. But at the end but, of the day, they're trying to give him life, and he, in his mind, whatever went down at that spot, he believed he didn't do it. So why would you be? Re- Remorseful when they're trying to kill you, well, not kill you, when they're trying to give you life behind bars, when you think you didn't do the murder, because you're because because you you had a close re- relationship with the man. But Obviously. at the end of the day, you still trying to save yourself from doing life behind bars. What, what does that have to do with you being remorseful? Of it? You, you don't That's have time. Feeling. You don't have time to have that feeling when you're trying to get yourself. I home. agree because I know it I, this, I know also, someone in real life who experienced the same feeling. But get, well, you get what I, I'm I like saying, this, all right? I like, like y'all convo. I'm gonna stay at, out. Like at the end of the day, it's like I'm trying to exert all my energy so I won't do life in jail. I don't have the time to feel bad for someone else that even though they died. Shit, that's life. I'm about to die if I don't beat this shit. I'm about to die in jail if I don't beat this shit. I mean, I feel like it's just a difference when you when you know somebody. And you then know while you're at court, if you show remorse, they they that might have a jury thinking, damn, maybe he do do it just off the way he's acting right now. But if you act, if you don't show no feelings towards that situation, and your focus is you getting out of jail, that makes it seem like maybe he really didn't do it. Well, what do you mean? Look, let me ask you what you mean by, you know, it's a little different when you know somebody. Because let me give you an example. I'm not going to say their name because that would be disrespectful. And I'm just not, I'm not like that. But I have a, I know a friend who pretty much killed a couple of couples. 
he was a stick-up kid, and he got dusted, dragged his cousin into something, killed some couples. He got, like, triple homicide murders. Even his cousin, who was a college student, is in jail for murder, like, for life. They both got life behind this shit. Um, I knew him since the fourth grade. Like, I saw, like, rage tendencies in him then, but we, as my friend, that's my also my go-to guy. That's my, that's my shooter. Hey, yo, bro, we got trouble around the way. What's up? I'm pulling up. Like, that's my guy. So, it's like we we talked about this too, Smooth, like the, the idea of snitching. Like, when you snitching on a civilian and snitching on somebody doing a crime, like, what's the difference? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's my guy when I need you to ride on somebody. But then it's wrong when you went and rode on a couple who just, just got married and they were just living their best life. Okay. So when you flip the coin and say it was wrong, like what what was wrong? Was it wrong when you asked him to ride on somebody? When you you know what I mean? When you asked him to go it's commit a crime with you? Yeah, no, I, I agree, but that's why I said it's a moral thing. Like it's so that's why I asked you like when did when you say when it's relative, it's a little different. What do you mean? Is that what you mean by different? Be, I mean because you it's like I said it's it's also subjective to who you're killing. So like if if you remove if you remove say say like it, it was like a serial killer killing killer. you ended you and, and you ended up say as a serial killer, right? Of course of course a serial killer is not going to be remorseful towards the, his victims because he's there's something off in him. You know what I'm saying? They say that there's something there's a sickness within him. So now if I if you go and kill someone that you had a relationship with, you was going out and hanging out with and Maybe maybe some took a left turn somewhere in your friendship. St- you might still feel a bit of remorse as opposed to killing somebody that you completely don't know, like an accident. Like you know what I'm saying, you just like you said a stick up, a stick up that went wrong. You kill somebody. You might not have that same like feeling towards that couple because, like you said, he pro- you just said he was like dusted up or some shit like that. So well, I no, to- I it's, it's actually opposite. Like I feel re- more remorseful over the couple because they were innocent. You know what I'm saying? You went to ride on the innocent. That's not, and that's what I mean by innocent. Like I said, with the whole snitching thing, right? You walk up on somebody, grandmother. You walk up on earned grandmother, punch earned grandmother in the face. I'm telling. Like as simple as that. Like yo, that's somebody's grandma's, bro. That's what you doing out here? Like, did you see anything? Yeah, I saw smooth with the red, all red on, just punches grandmoms in the face. Like that's not snitching. That's a civilian. But if you just walked up on Earn, put hands on him, shot him, I don't know nothing, officer. That's their business. Am I like? And so it's not the same because it, it just correlates. Because I'm looking at my friend's situation and the Hernandez situation the same way. I'm not shunning him. That don't make him a murderer. I know murderers. It's murderers walking the street. I we we sit there and say you respect the shooter. Or you respect the person that gets shot. I respect the shooter. We know shooters. Right. Are they monsters? I know shooters that have kids and love their kids to death and love their girl to death and go go outside with their friends all the time and party. You know not to test that nigga. You know not to touch him. Was was Aaron Hernandez viewed as a monster? Yeah, they a lot of people view him as a monster. A lot I mean, of people. But that, that, that whole that, documentary, that, it was they tried to make light of the reason they made the doc was to kind of like paint him in a, a positive light, like oh he had all these negative upbringings and he was he was raised this way. It was only a matter of time before he snapped, and so they made a monster. His mom made a monster. His dad made a monster. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't know that he was being viewed as a monster. The state of Florida made him a monster by allowing him to. You want to speak on that, Ern? Allowing him to just I mean, feel above the law. That's it. Not I'm not gonna say any college campus, but for most 
for most college campus, especially if your football team winning, I don't care if it's Division One, D, uh, D two, or D three. If your football team is winning, the the football players is God on campus. Yeah, you can't you create nah, you can't get, If your football James team Winston is got winning, pulled up, got pulled up for some snow crabs. But he also thought he was above that shit too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he I almost mean, didn't. I'm he I'm he, not, he did he get any trouble with that? Like, what happened to that? Did he go to jail behind it? Was, it was snow crabs. They swept oh, that under exactly. the rug. So, I mean, actually, most niggas. the crazy thing is Cam Cam and uh, Terrell Pryor got in more trouble than um, Jameis did. Jameis actually committed nothing, a crime. Nothing ever happened yeah. to uh, Cam. No, something happened to Cam. I'm that saying, was, like, that was he got, he got kicked out of Florida. No, he didn't he, even get kicked out. He, he decided to leave by himself. Went to Juco, won a national championship. Went to, uh, he went to Auburn, right? Won another national championship. Well, no, no, you... Because we all over the place, too, yeah, but I are, like this are. convo. Fuck it. No, Cam's situation was, yeah, what you said was true, but Cam, what what did Cam do? He, he stole, stole. He supposedly stole laptops. No, his dad. No, his dad did something. His dad. No, he stole his, laptops out of a, a, a out of dorms. No, that was why he was at oh, Florida. Okay. Oh, okay. He got caught, and I think That's he got true. suspended. And instead of, like, that fucked him up. Yeah, that was so a, that, yeah. so, so that time while he was home, he didn't, like, feel like himself. He was going into depression. He transferred the blend, won a national chip, went to Auburn, won a na- uh, uh, um, another national chip, went to the league. Yeah, but you Where's missing it? that wasn't the big headline, though, wasn't it? Wasn't the big? His father was taking money and selling. Yeah, that was the big, big. And that, well, yeah, and that was like a blemish. Like can't like, and same thing with Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor just uh sold a couple jerseys he signed or for free tax. Yeah, yeah, and then he and basically Terrell Pryor would have been a first round draft pick as a quarterback, and then we re- later realized he was a wide receiver. But so the point I'm trying to uh, bringing it back in, like you make it when you do all this stuff, you making a murderer, like you know what I mean? You create, and so what do you what the fuck you expect was gonna happen when you you factor in this man has at least twenty years of trauma. He steps into the league when you step into the league, even a third string is considered themselves only, a god. He was only 20 years old when he first got into the league. That's a he fact. He was young. Even a third string is a god right. because the third string, I don't care if you if you from Jersey City, bro, if you make it to the Giants as a third string, when you come home, you, you still that nigga. You a legend. And so you're going to do whatever you want when you come home. You don't even get no playing time, but I'm on the league. Who going to touch me? Cops loving me. You, we making murderers every day. We give cele- that celebrity who, privilege. When you, but when you say who is we? Who is we? We making murderers. Like in in the case of Aaron fans, Mandis, cops, say, the judges, because ultimately all his shit, like media, schools, it, it happened social in media, it happened in different locations. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't start. He, he like in the documentary they were saying when he was home, he was living a regular life, and then when yeah. he went to Florida. His life changed, and his, but, like the dude was saying, he got tatted up and he started living. And that's and then when he came back up to New England, it just it sponged out into his close knit of yeah. you know what I mean, who he was decided to hang around with. But at the same time, when he was at Florida, they used to tell Urban Meyer like, "Yo, don't let him go home. He don't <laughs> hang out with the right people." Plus, I guess the shit that he started to do in Florida is like the shit he doing down here. Plus, with those people that he hang out with up there. It's not gonna be good. Yeah. But, he, but 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 for the most part, the two people that he said that he was hanging around with, like, well, I mean, I wasn't really like glued into the second and third episode. They was older. They was older men with who you know did drugs with criminal backgrounds. His decision making was off ultimately, and it was just like ultimately. I'm, I mean, I never viewed them as a as a monster. But I mean, I only consider people monsters who 
display monstrous tendencies. Like yeah. you, you, you're emotionless, like heartless. The the crime doesn't 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 seem humane. Like humane. But that's how like, they. That's how America painted him. Like oh, that I way. Didn't know that. I Same didn't know thing that. with OJ. Like all of these. And so, but but if you think about the OJ, OJ thing, that was, was that was that, 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 that was a, that was a crazy the person crime. the person who did that crime was that's that was a passion crime. That was a monstrous crime. You know, what I'm OJ, but if you bro. look at if you look at if, if you if you would have looked at it like from a distance, if you if he was, I mean, charged with killing three people, ultimately people would have viewed him as a monster. But since he was acquitted of the two, now you look at it differently. It's just like a regular solo murder, and then you know, what I mean, and then even, but they were saying as far as like. Even if you shoot, if you shoot somebody twelve times, I, I view that as monstrous. Like, what are you shooting a nigga twelve times for? He's dead. You raped Overkill. my kid. You killed my girl. You touched Overkill. my girl inappropriately. Overkill I, is I can think. I can think of ten reasons to overkill a nigga. I just said them. Don't touch Didi. Don't touch Neffy. Don't touch my newborn Bailey. That's my baby name too. Yeah, Bailey. but that's what I'm saying. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, what I view somebody as monstrous. Don't is touch the my heinous, mother or my grandmother either. Of the crime. But anyway, all right. So um. Just to just to put a just to put a cap on that point because we spent a lot of time on it. We got two more topics. When you factor in your upbringing, you factor in football and CTE and the the mindset that set that you get in of that's a gladiator sport. Even boxing. When you factor in the traumas of your life with the traumas of the sport, your upbringing, your family. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen, bro. We you making the murderer at that point, bro. And so I think we should be a little more. We should look a little more introspectively and have a little more compassion. I mean, he's still a murderer, yes, but we should also, like, look at the circumstances a little different because we know I know murderers, honestly. I can't speak for y'all. I do. So I played football with, with like, I think two people on my football team in college. One doing, like, 15 years. Other one, I think he uh, killed someone and he got killed. And that's the thing. Is it it one of those situations where if you kill one person, you're a murderer? Because it's like, you could be a murderer and it still, like, be, like, one of those situations where it was self-defense, too. Or it was, like, a need to go. Like like you said, smooth, like, uh, nigga, you know, I was fighting for my life and killed somebody. Am I still a murderer? By definitional term, you're a murderer. That's fucked up. They ain't gonna call you a self-defenser. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a self-defenser, bro Like, I, you know what I mean? It was my life of his I'd rather be a murderer than he'd be a murderer <laughs> So, um, that was it, man I just, uh, you know That was it, man Would y'all let y'all kids play football? Hell if they yeah. wanted to I won't force really? them to it Hell yeah So, I was talking to Trey Like, you know what I mean? Kids, it's just, I'm kids a manager playing baseball right. and basketball I'm a, You got a manager right I'm not letting my kid play football at five okay. I'm not letting my kid play football at eight Once he get Seventh, eighth grade, just so he can learn it, just so he can understand what football is. Boom. So now when he in high school, I'm good. I'm a, I'm a dog. It's, it's ultimately gonna be my child's decision. Yeah, of course that. But if they want to play football early, football, like I'm not gonna be one of those people that be like, oh no, nah, you know what I mean? Because ultimately, I mean, I won't know until like the end of the road. But you know what I'm saying? Like ultimately, I feel like I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt like football built character for me. It built like structure in my life, and it kept me in, in a like. A great place. So if they decide to play football, I'm not going to. You know what I mean, because ultimately you can get hurt doing anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to like you know what I'm saying. You, or you know what I mean? I don't want to make it seem like I'm inducing it, but it won't be my decision to be like, yo, Big you playing football at the age of six, so you playing football at the age of seven. Like, no, it's <laughs> on you. Well, y'all gotta have kids first, and you know. So I rebuke you. You gonna have a kid next year, bro? I'll be ready. I'm wishing that on you. I'm putting, I'm putting a blessing on you. You gonna have a kid next year, bro? 
Hey, shop. smooth. You gonna have a kid next year, bro? I ain't coming to the baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I got two topics, bro. Uh, real quick ones. Uh, as a matter of fact, smooth. What you got? Let's uh switch it up because that was some um, dark shit. I know you probably got some funny shit. Yeah. So like, I was talking to V earlier, and we were just talking about shout out to you, V. Uh, Success. we were just talking about how when you get to a certain age, and you start to realize that, like. Like living in Jersey City, you start to feel like you ever feel like you don't belong in Jersey City. Like with the shit that you see around going around in the community. Like I was at factory, right? Like on Friday for my, my aunt's birthday. Happy happy uh birthday, Aunt Tanisi. Um and the old heads of Jersey City is just like the young heads, just older. older. Like yeah, I know what you and, mean. Like, it's just Go like, with cherries. Go yo, with cherries bro. on a, on a Tuesday. I'm like, yo, bro, like they yo, people about to fight like over over some baby mama drama. Like it was crazy. I'm like, yo, like now I see why the like and they try to blame generational. No, this is y'all just in a younger form. <laughs> like, yo, and V I was just, been fucked up. Yeah, yeah V was telling me like she was saying she was watching something on YouTube where a girl from DC moved to Cali and she was like, Yeah, I'm from DC, but I never felt like I was DC. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I feel more relatable to people in California than I do to own people in my DC. Like I love DC, but and that's how I feel like sometimes people be thinking I'll be bugging, I'll be like, yo, like I'm from Jersey City, but I don't equate to the statistic of Jersey City. Like it's certain shit that I see when I'm out, and I'm just like, yo, how y'all live like this? Like y'all <laughs> niggas living breezy, bro. Yo. Hey, you got you don't say brazen you got an all red yeah right, right but um yeah let me put my input uh i was having a convo with trey and and flair and this was a we got into a big argument because trey was talking about the city and i said this ain't my city no more like this Word. ain't i was city. it's been stopped being our city when i start realizing like i i'm subscribed to none of the shit that they do like a lot of these uh, uh, like the blocks the way the hood's set up like Word. this ain't my city shit is fucking crazy son like when people say where you from, I say I say where I was raised at, where I learned how to fight at. But other than that, I'm I don't know where I'm. I really don't know where I'm from. You got guys switching hoods, switching sets. With you know what I mean, I used to know you from this block. Now you be downtown. Like you spent your whole teens here. Like so, all of that changed, bro. And so I know what you, I'm. I'm on a different point, but yeah, yeah like, the older, the like older crowd, like I, like I'm not a crowd, statistic definitely. of Jersey City. Like I just like just their behavior itself is just like. The urbanization of the Jersey City people is just like it doesn't fit me at all. It's like yo, I don't want that. That ain't me, bro. Okay, brother. Yeah, no offense to like any Jersey City females out there. You ever talk to a chick from Jersey City, and you know what I mean? Just they can't simple, spell. A lot of them can't spell. <laughs> a simple conversation about travel get brought up. And she's like, yeah, I've been to, like, Philly, D.C. You ain't never been out the <laughs> country. Not even to Miami. Nah, that's scary. You ain't, you ain't never been, like, to, you ain't never been to Atlanta. You ain't never been here. You ain't never been there. No. I don't even I don't even know if I want to go places like that. What? But yeah, but like I don't even want to equate it to like just Jersey City because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of it's, people that just that that feel like they're not from. True. Like I just said, girl from DC says she feels more close knit to somebody in California than she does in DC because she just doesn't suffice to that behavior that goes on with her, her peers. You know what else too though makes it makes that more of a reality. What you're saying, we are as a as a whole, we are black community, and Jersey City is small. And so the black community is all in one area too. Like we all, so it makes it even. A lot of people don't realize when they say Jersey City small. I'm like, we not that small. We just all in one area. Like we literally got from the woods to the square. 
after that is is the white heights people. Heights is huge. The, yeah, the heights is huge. It's all white people down there. Aside from the projects, uh, ain't nothing downtown but tourist attractions. Right. And so, um, but but a Jordan away from the point again. I get what you're saying because the older crowd definitely, when you see them get drunk, when you like y'all, y'all look just like us. Exactly. And so, this was yeah. terrible. Oh my god, this was horrible. <laughs> but I also too. asked earlier this year. I said, "Yo, imagine how we gonna look when we 40. We already wearing, you know, we t- wearing tapered sweatpants. Like our kids gonna be looking at us like, hey, move out the way, old nigga. Tight ass. Like you never know what they fashion gonna be. All we know is Jordans are here to stay. That's it. Jordans and white beaters and shorts never going out of style. Oh man, that shit is just funny. So. Bro. I was just looking. Like, I was just looking at. I'm like, yo, bro. And it's funny because, like, we always say the point where, like, how, how people look at us and, like, because we, like, we aren't the normal people from Jersey. Like, now, now it's a trend of people going to school, people going to college. It wasn't always a trend to do that. It wasn't a trend for people to be just, like, not doing the regular shit but just standing on the corner after they graduate high school and not finish high school. But it, it's, I don't, I don't want to be this guy. It's also a fraudulent trend, too. Like, it's also, like, um, that's a trend based off of social media. And so when I say it's a fraudulent trend, it's because I know a lot of people who went to school because social media said go to school or they thought that like I'm going like and didn't they didn't go to school and be prosperous. They didn't go to school to learn. I know a lot of girls who did that, bro. Like a lot of girls went to school just to say I'm in school just because it looked good. Like it was like a it was like a relationship resume. I know schooling. a lot of girls. I'm sorry. Sc- school in general or just like college. college I know a lot of girls went to college <laughs> with, say- for a relationship resume. Uh, Just to tell Earn, like when Earn asks you what you do, nothing. I'm in school. I went to Montclair. Yeah, I went to Felicia. Went, did you oh, graduate? A semester. No, That's they, always my question. Did you graduate? It was just what was tra- your major? It's not even. Did you graduate? Like, did you spend longer than a year? Cause it's a, it was a trend. Like, I'ma just go do it. Cause I, you know I ain't got nothing better to do, and it, it looked good. Now you just could take pictures of you in your textbook that you never read. <laughs> What's some Meg shit? Oh whatever. I'm hating right now. Yo, chill, chill. Don't disrespect Meg. Meg and Ari. Can't disrespect that. I thought that shit was just funny though. Meg was on some hot girl, I mean some snur girl spring fall shit, and we ain't never seen her pick up a book since. I mean, Shorty was in the class and take online class. She probably got on. Yo, <laughs> that was, was for on, the she flick. She was in the classroom on, online. Bro, how you was, how you take online classes? That was for the, the classroom. That was for the gram. Shorty yeah. was at a desk and there was no other students Maybe in the she class. She was killing two birds out of stone. Like she was in her regular class taking online class. I feel you. I don't know. I'm lying. How you okay. dressed up as a nerd in the class? Like, where the other students at? First of all, nerds don't even dress like that. It's a fact. It a and then her skirt was probably too short. All right, bro. Hey. <laughs> I love you, Meg. Nah, but I just thought that shit was funny. Nah, that, that, is, that was a good point, bro. Um, Yeah. I, I think that that's... Over, a- for, over 40 and under 20, man. All look the same. All look and act the same. They act the same. They don't look the same, but they act the same. Shit is uh, sick. I wanted I want to make a redacted point. I want I don't it's not redacted, but when I was uh I got I got in trouble with the frats too, bro. <laughs> Someone pressed you? <laughs> Nigga, nobody ever go press they me. Press you? Nah, nah, my boy. Not even actually, it was a sorority, a couple of sorority homies. Cause wait, honestly, wait. I don't get no feedback from niggas. Y'all niggas ain't real friends. All my friends are females. I mean. I ain't even gonna all say all that. All our fans is females. Females coming at me. Nah, but um, nah. Uh, I still think that frats and sorrows do goofy things, but I think that I came off a little bit harsh, and um, yeah. I just wanna let y'all know it's all love. But did y'all see? Uh, I got another uh pseudo intellectualism. But did you did you see uh did you see everybody talking about Boosie fighting? This ain't even really pseudo intellectualism. It's just people not doing their research. Boosie supposedly fighting Zimmerman. 
In I what? seen that. No, no, like the, the shade room post that the, the shade room posted that Boozy saw uh, Zimmerman at Walmart and ran down on him. Was it really Zimmerman? Nah, no. Boosie didn't get into that. I don't. I don't even think he was in Florida yeah. at that time. And they so, said they caught him at. Uh, he caught Zimmerman at at Walmart, and he said he said he had words for him and walked up to him aggressively. <laughs> you know and, how Boosie rocking. So, so it sounded. It sounded like yeah, that's something he would do. And so my whole thing is the shave room posted it and everybody was like, yo, we got to save Boosie at all costs. He a real one. Like, we got to protect him. They going to try to take him out. Man, Boosie made that video. Like, I don't know that nigga. I never saw that nigga. Like, what y'all talk? Like, Man, leave George me alone. don't know me. Leave me alone. And so here y'all go again on the internet. You saw it. You ran with it. You hashtagged it. Save Boosie. Like, that was a big thing. Save Boosie. Protect him at all costs. Hashtag save Boosie. He defended us against Zimmerman and the frats. And so, yeah, just shut up, y'all. Like, <laughs> stop posting everything. Just shut the fuck up. There y'all go again being wrong. So that was it. It ain't even pseudo-intellectualism because ain't nobody say nothing smart. Y'all just saw some shit. Y'all hashtagged it. Y'all posted it without giving some time or clarity or research, as y'all always do. Yeah, niggas don't never read anything. Yeah, y'all don't. Just a uh, headline. Huh? Just a headlines. Yeah. All right, so um, you got anything else smooth or no? Um, no, not right now. Um, let me get some space right here. All right, I I did that for a reason. Yo, um, Ern, this uh, as an educator, do you know what's going on with the Jersey City Board of Education, bro? Yeah. Um, Can you explain this I to me? Because I'm trying to figure out. I don't I, know. I have an idea, but I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why Bruce. I know why he said it, but I'm trying to figure out how we got to that point where our congressmen are telling people, "Catch me outside." I don't know. The <laughs> Yo, that shit was funny. Man. <laughs> I don't know. Every, park a lot. Yo, I don't I'm know every that. exact detail, but from what I was told and from what I have listened to and from what I've seen, what I've read, um, the mayor is trying to get control of the board again. Again. So and the oh, board. Philip? Yeah, yeah Philip. So like, I guess the board member. The, the board members, people who make certain decisions. Yeah, the congressman and the board. Yeah, yeah I know about he all that. want to appoint his people because I guess he felt like our people wasn't. The, well, not, I'm not going to say our people. The people who's in place isn't doing their right job. Yeah. And the, right right now, we don't have a official um, superintendent. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Epps. Yeah, Epps he, he is. Died. He died. He died. Epps. Well, Dutch. Dude, dude who... I All right, well, let me, I, I don't know his exact name, but he's he's acting as a superintendent right now. Yeah. And that's bad. He's so-called my was my boss when I was a coach. So he's my boss now, and I don't know his name. <laughs> I feel bad. All right, well, hold that thought because I got a question for you, but let me just give clarity. So um, pretty much uh, when um, in 2013, the Board of, under, uh, the board of Education underwent uh, like um, city supervision. So they pretty much took over. The city took over after uh, Dr. Epps was found out that he was stealing money. Our superintendent was stealing money from the schools in like 2009, but they had a long investigation. I think the state took over. Yeah, the state took over. Yeah, not the city. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. The state took over. So we finally got we finally got control of our board of education again. And then remember earlier this uh, year, earlier in 2019, I talked about how Stephen Phillip, after we he, after we got control again, he handed out 250 pink slips. He fired a bunch of teachers. Yeah, I got and, one of those pink slips. Yeah, you did? 
Uh, man, listen, you know what I was about to do with that pink slip? <laughs> man, first of all, I got it, I opened it, I threw it away. I'm thinking like, yo, you know what? I'm taking tomorrow off. Yeah. Took off tomorrow. I mean, I mean, I mean the next day. So I'm thinking like, yo, I should just take off the rest of the year, get my pension money, yeah. get whatever money that they owe me. I'm going on vacation for yeah. at least a month. <laughs> and if you don't remember, and, and, I, and I remember having that conversation in like late May. Yeah. And if you don't remember earlier that year, I mean earlier 2019, uh, Jersey City Board of Education also went on strike because they were working without pensions. They, everybody was pretty much working hourly rates like me and you, Smooth, our teachers, and they supposed to be on salary. I'm salary now, my boy. My, I got you, bro. My yeah, bad. Man, I'm and salary so now. all of this boils up to this point of Philip trying to take control again, hence what Aaron was just saying. And right. people he put in place aren't, the people that he's going to put in place aren't, they don't care about our kids. Yeah. Cause they're, they're not from Jersey City. They're not, they don't have no relationship with with the kids, they don't have no relationship with the community. So it's just they what they want to do is make more money. I'm just simply as yeah, that. They I'm, don't care about the education. I'm tired of outsiders officiating city sanctioned jobs. Like, why the fuck if you live in Linden, why are you a cop in Jersey City, bro? Like I mean I know why, but that's still most of the teachers in Jersey City. Yeah, now that's what happens. Like and I and I get I I I said I'm tired of it, but I totally get why. I get why, like, cause I even when I uh when I was teaching, I was at Malcolm X Shabazz in Nork. I could have went to Snyder, could have went to Lincoln, but I chose to go to Nork. Because I just didn't want to deal I didn't want to deal with meeting like I didn't want to feel like I knew my the kids or knew their friend, like my friends' kids, and I didn't want to teach my friends' kids. So I mean that's why that's why I stayed in Jersey yeah. City, so I could make a positive impact in my own community. Yeah, exactly. But then you might run into, you know what I mean? You might run into Smooth with his son, and he come up there blooded out like, hey, yo, yo, why my son got a C? Like, I we thought about what that. if, What if you you a teacher, right? You from one one hood. Like, you used to bang that shit a lot <laughs> when you was young. You Boom, you grew up, you changed. Now you teaching an op son. <laughs> <laughs> you see the op and... Uh, <laughs> The parent teacher conference. You gonna have that same energy from back in nineties? Uh, no, but I know <laughs> you're stupid. You're I know that a lot same of energy from back. In- <laughs> I know a lot of people used to punk their teachers though. Like my father was one of them. Like he, I remember, uh, and I was wild too. I was in trouble. My father was like, "Y'all yeah, remember you, Mister Coronado? I used to beat you up at homecoming." Like I was like, "Damn!" Like how you gonna say that, bro? Like I'm gonna fail the class now. Ain't like no bros parent. never gonna like me. You could never come up here again. Like what's up with you, kid? Like what you doing? <laughs> and so um. But uh, all of this boils over to our parents speaking at like a, a um, what was it called? I I don't want to butcher the it word. Was the um, the, the can somebody board Google, meeting. Can somebody Google it for me real quick? Yeah, it was like a board was meeting a board real meeting. quick. And um, here comes the congressman out of nowhere. T- tell us, tells a parent. This is a congressman, by the way. Tells a parent, yo, you can catch me outside. Yeah, I think the dude who was yelling was the uh, the leader of the union. Yeah. Like the, the the union president, I'm not completely sure. These are not facts. Yeah, I don't, oh. think, I don't think he was the union president. <laughs> he was somewhere. He, I, like he was, he I was know, involved. Yeah. In the, he wasn't a parent. All I know is the congressman that said, "Yo, you could meet me outside." But this is my last point, bro, because I I'm off this. The congressman who said he could meet me, you could meet me outside, bro. You wasn't coming outside. 
Like, stop it, bro. Like that congressman calling the cops. Yeah, you you ever um you ever saw a dude that was talk like talk crazy while like it's security around or the dude in school who used to like he used to you get up in his face he won't say nothing but then as soon as you see a teacher or security guard then he want to fight like that's that congressman bro like I I felt that energy bro you ain't want that smoke you just said that who was he was, talking to he was talking to the no he was the talking dude, to the yeah the, the union rep it was a no, white saying, guy was he t- what who like was he talking to a dude yeah congressman was, was no to listen the white guy. oh the congressman said to the union rep you can meet me outside oh okay okay okay, okay. like I, I, in yeah, front I, I of like a congressional like, board <laughs> like you could you like he ain't even he he can't he want to smoke like what's up like see, we can come outside right now city statistic right there that's what I'm not going to be. That's why I don't feel Jersey <laughs> oh, City right there. And, it, yeah, that tied into you your old, point, Smooth. You, either you old or you young, you still got that same mentality. Like, not me, bro. Like, this is a Congress board. And whatever the word. We butch, I'm butchering the word. But, yeah, this you went, you at the Board of Education having this meeting. And you let the Jersey City hood come out of you at a time where you're supposed to be the most professional. You're a black man at that on the stand. And the last thing you say is, you can meet me outside. To somebody, can you put this on the charger, Mo? Because Didi just called me, and um, you know, her being pregnant, I need to make sure I'm on ch- on point with that. Yeah, man, that is a statistic, smooth. Yeah, Anything else, guys? Nah, I ain't really got shit to say to the rest of these niggas, man. Yeah, see y'all niggas, niggas are nuts. That niggas is wacky, bro. Forty and up, twenty five and down. Y'all all the same, honestly. <laughs> niggas are nuts, bro. Kill that noise, man. Kill the statistics. All right, man. when I put this Brooklyn, when I put this Brooklyn drill on, somebody gonna go. That's some, yo. What you think the old nigga Brooklyn drill is? Before we go, can I? Can you just tell me that? Like, what's the forty year old like? What's what? What forty year olds bumping that's gonna make them end up shooting somebody? DMX. Mm. I still get shook ones. Still get me. So I don't know. Nah, shook ones ain't doing it. Tell them killers and uh, I think yeah, it's probably it's probably X, bro. Mm. Like that. Or pop, any type of no, y'all y'all what you ain't you was y'all wasn't around. It was it was Onyx, bro. Slam, da, da, da. like when that came on, somebody was dying. I'm, I'm gonna ask my brother or my father. I don't, I don't know. I gotta ask my pops. <laughs> we we'll get him going. <laughs> yeah, we gonna we gonna come back to y'all next week and whatever it is, <laughs> we gonna play it too. I want to see if they give if give me that energy. Yo, I can't even ask my pops. They, they ain't have rap when he was coming out. <laughs> old ass nigga. About the way, old nigga. Why could you listen to R&B? Old lad nigga. About to uh, do a drill, listen to Marvin Gaye. Nah, that's a, that's a different type of nigga. If you don't do a drill to R&B, that's a sick. That's a, that's a monster. Like, cause you gotta think about keeping that mindset. Like, where's the good or bad? Hey yo, that, hey yo, that's that day over there. Huh? Be a sad yeah. ah, do, 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 do. Like damn How you gonna shoot Me to Marvin Like So in love With you Bitch ass nigga <laughs> Alright With that being said This is the I don't know Who needs to hear this podcast We made it smooth One year anniversary bro One year man I Old mean, calendar man Yeah man If it ain't life It ain't long Call us up If you wanna request Number is